This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott along with Greg Waddell from the Field of 68 at GWizzy12. GWizzy Wednesdays last Wednesday. Penn State minus two. Well, they hit about 75 three-pointers. Winner. Bama against Arkansas. Tough place to win. No problem by double digits uh, in Fayetteville. Rutgers against Northwestern. The refs were trying to target a guy, but no problem. No, no, no. Rutgers still wins it and covers the one and a half. Xavier hit no. Boy, they do hit their free throws down the stretch. Those Musketeers can hit them. They will cover by just a little bit over Creighton. And then Pitt against Duke. Uh, plus eight and a half. Falls eight. Five and oh. Five and oh. Congratulations, son. We won another one. Listen, it's music to my ears, Jimmy. You and I were texting a little bit about uh, the Rutgers officiating. Little, definitely felt like they were coming after our boy Cam Spencer a little bit and down the stretch, or Paul Mulcahy down the stretch there. But uh, okay, hey, yeah. Listen, anytime five and zero, oh, you'll take and you'll run with it. Yeah, uh, yes, you run with it. Absolutely, we we hit the we hit the old uh, Hawaii Five O music whenever we hit one on Fridays. Man, absolutely, well done. A great start uh, out the blocks. Um, Saturday, a lot of ranked teams uh, were upset, and then last night, Tuesday night, you had a lot of ranked teams that had tricky spots on the road. Kind of half and half, mixed results on uh, some of them. Kansas losing to Kansas State. Houston had a sixteen point lead. Tulane got it down to five, but then they win by 20. Um, boy, uh, Texas Tech uh, was uh, – they, they, they're fading a little bit against Baylor. Uh, and I, I forget, uh, Iowa State uh, takes care of Texas. Uh, after a first-half deficit, they tied it at half and then pull away for a double-digit So mixed results uh, on those. Uh, and we have a couple of others, including two of three ranked teams at – well, they're usually at home. Ranked teams favored. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, unranked teams favored against ranked teams. Yeah, it's that time of year where you start to see some games that on paper you just see the two names and you're like, oh, this team's a lot better than that other team. You forget that it's really hard to play college basketball in conference play. This bites everybody. This bites the best teams in the country every single year. Uh, it's just hard. You play 20 games in conference and especially in these high power major conferences, right? Like the Big 12, you don't get a night off. And for a team like Kansas, I thought we saw it bite them last night down the stretch along with the foul trouble down the stretch. But, I mean, they've played five of their last six have been one possession games with a minute left. That just sort of wears a team down, you know? 
Yeah, uh, what'd you think of the Iowa State game? Uh, didn't Iowa State's big fall out that game uh, down the stretch? Yeah, he did. I uh, I was on Iowa State. I'll be honest with you, and they're just so good at home. I mean, they're undefeated, ten and zero at home this year, and uh, most of them, I think, all of them actually have been by eleven points or more. Like they haven't even played a close game at home. They win this one by eleven, even though they were down ten midway through the first half. Uh, there's some voodoo going on in that arena right now, but they're also like, they kind of remind me of early Tony Bennett era Virginia defenses. Like these guys just force so many turnovers, and it's a different style of play. But uh, it took people a couple years to realize, oh, this Virginia defense isn't going anywhere. It's this good. I think we're going to get there with Otzelberger at Iowa State at some point. So there is some value sort of siding with that early, at least when they're at home. And, you know, you have the Tyrese Hunter revenge subplot here. The student section was nuts. He transferred from Iowa State to Texas. This was his first time back. So uh, it certainly looked like it was jumping in that arena, and Iowa State doesn't even need it to be jumping in that arena to get a big win. Yeah, and, and there they they've, it's it's – you know, for multiple coaches, it's been a home court advantage. It's a, it's a good place. Now they have a good team. Uh, but I was also talking about Saturday's game at Fog Allen, where oh. they were right there. And I mean, I it was one of I had two best bets on Saturday. I'm not gonna, but one was Tennessee, and the other was Iowa State. So I split those. But Iowa State was another close game at Fog Allen. So um, Kansas, uh, it's it's been fun, man. This Big Twelve is loaded. Yeah, it's right now it's the best conference in the country, you can say that. And it's also the most fun conference to watch because uh, any given night you don't know what's going to happen other than you know Kansas is going to be in a competitive game down the stretch, right. like you said. Yeah, they, um, and, and maybe a little bit gained from that uh, sort of Cinderella Sweet 16 run last year for the Cyclones? I think so. I mean, you talk about a program that was 2-22 and 22 just two seasons ago. Wow. And then, and look, I love Steve Prohm. He's a great guy. I think he's a great coach. He's already turning Murray State back into a, what should be a factor at the mid-major level right now. But, man, I mean, he left the cupboard pretty bare. And for Otzelberger to step in and in year one win 20 games, go to a Sweet 16 when nobody really expected a thing from that program, that's not something we should take lightly when we are sort of stepping back and looking at this Iowa State program. Like, I don't think there's many coaches at all at any level in the country that could come in and do what he did last year. Um, and now the continuity, right? Like, he he brings Kalsher back, who was really good for them last year, but they had some moving parts that they needed to fill. He goes out and gets two guys from St. Bonaventure that's been one of the best mid-majors the last few years in Osuni and Jaron Holmes. And those guys are instant plug-and-play starters. If Asuni can stay out of foul trouble like he didn't against Kansas, it certainly would help them. But I'm taking this team seriously for sure. I think they're a factor. They're tied at the top of the Big 12 with Kansas and Kansas State now, and there's no reason to really view them as a lesser quantity than those two teams. All right, let's look at uh, at your your picks uh, for today and um, get right to it. The um, and we talked in the uh, we'll start rather in the Big Twelve, West Virginia and TCU and uh, TCU uh, after uh, blowing out uh, Kansas State on Saturday in Fort Worth, they'll travel up to Morgantown to take on West Virginia, one of these spots where the unranked team West Virginia is favored over the number fourteen ranked TCU Horn Frogs. Three-point spread right now at Bet Rivers. West Virginia minus three. 
Yeah, and as much as we talk about, you know, it's it's fun to side with the home teams, and it's usually smart to side with the home teams, there are spots that you can find value to play the other side of the coin. And last night I did that with Baylor, where, you know, they're on the road against a Texas Tech team that was reeling, who I, I think if you really look at Texas Tech's roster this year and some of the numbers behind it, they're not the Texas Tech program we've come to associate with over the last five years. This team is less talented. This team is not as tough defensively. And it was sort of a, a by-the-dip spot with Baylor a little bit. And I feel like that play is very similar to why I'm taking TCU plus three here. Uh, I like this TCU team. I think they're very good. I think they, they're in kind of tier B in this Big 12 conference right now. But they're 6-2 and two against top 100 teams on the season. They elevate their game against really good teams. Their only two losses in that range with Mike Miles have been to teams that are top 11 in the country right now in Texas and Iowa State. They're 4-0 and against teams that I would consider good, not great teams. Teams in that like Ken Palm 20 to 50 range. And I think it would be generous to West Virginia to even put them in that category. Ken Palm still loves this team. I'm not sure why. They've lost five straight games at this point. They're 0-7 on the season against top 40 teams. I mean, their best win right now is Florida, maybe Pitt, if you want to convince yourself Pittsburgh's better than Florida. I wouldn't fight you on it, but I just don't really get it. There's only one top 100 recruit on this roster. It's Trey Mitchell, good player, started his career at UMass. I don't know that if he's your best player, you're going to have much success in the Big 12. Going back to last year, Jimmy, West Virginia, 4-19 in Big 12 games. I mean, this was the worst team in the conference last year. So give him credit for the hot start, but I think we're going to see some regression to the mean between how bad they were last year and whatever we think their ceiling is this year. This is a game to me that a TCU team that has been very good against these middle-of-the-pack NCAA tournament-type teams should take care of business in. West Virginia, you know, I mean, Huggy Bears, all, you know, that when, when he was there, you know, with all the, all the rebound, 208th in the country in rebounding. It just doesn't. You know, it, that's not the physicality we've come to know uh, from a uh, uh, from a West Virginia team. So TCU plus the three. Jamie Dixon uh, kind of getting it going uh, down in Fort Worth uh, after he took that uh, big contract coming from Pitt. All right, uh, another that that game is at uh, seven o'clock Eastern on ESPN Plus on uh, a nine o'clock Eastern tip on CBS Sports Channel. Marquette seven and a half against Providence uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, boy, both of these teams have been really, really good. A couple of uh, uh, excellent teams that could make a run. Shaka's got a really good team uh, with Marquette. Tough luck loss. I mean, really good game on Sunday, the early games before the t- uh, the uh, football game started uh, in Cincinnati at Xavier. And then Providence, uh, Cooley's cool. got another one, man. They, they are really good. Seven and a half seems a little big in this one tonight. Yeah, it's eye-poppingly big. This is the one that, uh, you know, I do my scan the night before and just see, oh, what's what's jumping out at me? This was the one that's, like, screaming, what is up? Do we need to see if there's an injury or something going on here? Providence just plays close games. I mean, as, as far as I can tell, th- this team is going to find a way to just hang around, even in games they're outmatched. And I don't necessarily think they're outmatched in this spot. Uh, only two of 18 games this season has Providence failed to cover seven and a half points. You go back to last year when they were the quote-unquote luckiest team in the country, 
Only five of 51 games in the last two years have they not covered seven and a half points. Uh, They played a thriller earlier this season at Providence in double overtime. And even in that one, Marquette had a pretty big lead late. I think they were up eight with about five minutes left. Providence stormed back. Uh, I, I trust this group. I trust Jared Bynum, Noah Locke, Bryce Hopkins. They've got three options when the game gets close later. If they need a quick run, three veteran guys who can really make it happen in different ways. And, you know, I hate to say this because I think it's a great thing when a Shaka smart team is good. I think it's a great thing when Marquette basketball is good. But historically, Shaka smart teams tend to go on slides around this point in the season. And I don't know that this is necessarily the the jumping off point of that, but I think it could happen. I mean, they're five and five this year against top 50 teams. And I think the the way the narrative has gone on this Marquette team and the, the national media level, you would think they're like six and two against really good teams. They're not. They're like 500 against the best teams they play. They're not untouchable at home. Wisconsin, who's a pretty mediocre roster this year, went in and beat them there. Uh, so seven and a half, yeah, it just feels like too much. Like, would I be surprised if Marquette wins this game? Absolutely not. I would have put the line around three, four. So if you're getting three points of value, that's enough for me. There you go. And that's uh, interesting because you're right uh, that the Shaka Smarts teams kind of level off. So it, they. If they continue to play well, this line couldn't be much bigger. But if they do hit that slide, you're getting a kind of a, a buy low spot here on Providence, uh, plus a seven and a half. Again, that's a nine o'clock uh, CBS Sports Channel uh, tip off uh, in Milwaukee. Providence plus a seven and a half. And again, as we always suggest uh, for the Bet Rivers, and not every site does this. Okay, you got the little sliding scale, buy it to the whole point. When other sites don't allow it that means it's usually advantageous. So, you know, kind of uh, you know, buy it up to eight uh, if you're getting it, uh, if you find it at seven and a half. All right, uh, and then in the SEC, uh, can't go 5-0 and oh with only three, uh, three picks, Greg. I don't know what the hell's going on. But anyway, <laughs> in the SEC, this is a rematch. It's a rematch of the, um, the conference, um, you know, the, the only conference win uh, for Arkansas. Missouri jumped out to a big lead in the first half, but Arkansas comes back to win 74-68. to 68. That's the only win for Arkansas. That was in Fayetteville. They lost to LSU to start the conference play. That's LSU's only conference win. And then they lost by double digits to Auburn, Alabama, Vandy. This team is not playing well. Not even close to the team we saw play at a pretty high level uh, out in Maui in a great game against Creighton. Missouri at home right now at Bet Rivers is one and a half over Arkansas. Nine o'clock tip on the SEC Network. Yeah, you need something in the late window to get you to stay up and sweat, right? That's what I'm doing. Uh, I I think both these teams are good basketball teams, despite their form lately. Like, I I trust these teams to figure it out. I trust Missouri more to figure it out, at least for tonight, quickly, right? Uh, With both of them sort of sliding right now, I just, I'm more worried about Arkansas. I think the Alabama loss kind of broke them a little bit. And uh, the reason I say that, I mean, Arkansas had them, dead to rights like they they had leads at points in that game uh they honestly it felt like with the crowd that night they should have won that game I don't think Alabama played their a game in that spot and then all of a sudden it was just an avalanche of mistakes an avalanche of big plays by Alabama late they pull away they win comfortably and then Arkansas follows it up with a 13 point loss against Vanderbilt who in my opinion is a horrible basketball team that makes three straight losses for the Razorbacks by 13 points or more 
it's not trending in the right direction. And everybody wants to say, okay, let's get Nick Smith. They're, uh, they're one of the best freshman recruits in the country who's played a few games for Arkansas. If they get him back, everything's fixed. They don't know if they're getting him back. I mean, that that wears a team down to just have the narrative be publicly all season long. Oh, when Nick Smith gets back, everything will be fine. The problem is Nick Smith might not want to play basketball for your team. He wants to go to the right. NBA. So I just think there's some behind the scenes stuff that I, you know, I'm doing the body language reader thing, but I, I kind of think I'm kind of good at that. Missouri, on the other hand, one thing we know, even if they haven't played well in their most recent games, they're good at home. They're 10 and one at home this season. Uh, they did beat Kentucky comfortably at home. And I know you can roll your eyes at that with how Kentucky's played this season. But still, to me, I think there's a comparison to be made between how Arkansas sliding and how Kentucky's played this season. Uh, I like the revenge spot here. This was a six-point game that Arkansas won uh, earlier in the season at Arkansas. And this Missouri team, man, the, the one game when I think of this team this season that matters to me in applying it to this game tonight, what they did to Illinois in a spot where Illinois was kind of reeling and they came in in a neutral site in the rivalry game feeling like they needed a big win, a statement win, and Missouri just ran them off the court. I mean, that was over five minutes into that game. I think this team has a bit of a killer instinct in spots like this where you get them in front of their home crowd against a team that might have some behind-the-scenes stuff going on that's not playing well. Uh, I really think Missouri can pull away here, minus one and a half. I mean, cash that. We're good with that. Slide it down to one again and buy it. Uh, and lay the extra 10 cents and buy it minus uh, one. Uh, on Saturday, uh, Arkansas in uh, in Nashville. It's up 47-37 in the second half. Double-digit lead, and they lose a by a 13. And, Greg, I do have to teach you some uh, – you know, some proper SEC etiquette. We don't pick on Vanderbilt. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. It could be okay. a big pile of crap right there, but you got to find a silver lining. All right. I mean, you don't pick on Vandy. We like having we like having a breather in this league. So. I got you. I got you. So they're they're your Rutgers. They're not your Northwestern because we get to pick yes. on Northwestern in Big Ten country. Rutgers, we love them. Just Nashville is a more desirable place than Piscataway. So <laughs> sure, that, you know, sure, but, sure. but the same, but the same. All right, uh, Greg, gr- uh, let's keep it going. Five and zero last week. We sure. got three picks tonight. Missouri at home minus one and a half against Arkansas. Providence plus seven and a half at Marquette. TCU plus three at West Virginia. The, the, the if they're on the halves, buy them to the whole point. Again, uh, and I would say up to eight, up to eight points, not in double digits. Uh, as, you know, that was half a point as you get the lines go up and up or, uh, or diminished as uh, in their value. Uh, at G-Wizzy 12 at the field of 68, G-Wizzy Wednesdays. For Greg Waddell, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.